TV from episode one all the way to four of one very pay-per-view special and ECW on tier and in between. It is the fallout from Living Dangerously 2000. You yourself, Paul, I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? Well, if you're dashing back from a from the smoke and mirrors of the WrestleMania weekend, whether you loved it or whether you thought you were awaking from an American nightmare, um, thinking it was a disaster, kick back and enjoy the run towards the crossroad of ECW uh, like a shot of adrenaline in the soul. Jesus, did you write that? I did. I was going to say, was good. Inspiration hit me in the train on the way back from work. No, it's really, no, it's really I was just going to go for, did you enjoy the roads to WrestleMania? That would have taken a lot of effort. Living dangerously. Living dangerously. Living dangerously has happened. Yeah, and WrestleMania's happened. A couple of years, yeah. I watched a great program on them. Wrestle Society X. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, the MPD one. Love the MPD one. have just put out a good little um, video talking about the history of it. It's worth a little watch. For, um, uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed Wrestle, Wrestling Society X. It, it, was, it was, yeah, lots of spots with very little in between. But it's, it's, it's very, I know, it's weird off the bat here. Everyone wants to talk about ECW in a minute. But um, no, it's kind of weird because basically they're very much saying how it's MTV's fault because the guy was just like, oh, we can do these matches, but you need to build up. And they're like, no, we want these matches every week. They're amazing. No, and it was. It was that kind of like, just super mega spotty kind of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, and they, uh, they didn't want to do like bits that people could copy at home because they're worried about kids doing at home. So instead of having like sleepers and arm drags, they're happy with people jumping off buildings because it was harder to do. Very weird. We could watch, yeah, Cultaholic on YouTube, people. You can um, watch it after you finish listening to this podcast. I was just going to see if there's anyone interesting on the Wrestling Society X roster uh, who, who has the ECW. Ricky Manderas. He turned Ricky up. Manderas, New Jack. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hemrick. Just incredible. Just incredible was there. Early doors. Scorpio Sky. My God. Scorpio Sky's been going a long time, hasn't he? Yep. Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, Matt Classic. Matt Classic, yeah. No, there's a few. There's a few. Um, Not an ECW name, but... Well, Matt Classic, you know, we, as we revealed on our Instagram, at underscore sports arena, he was there in the crowd. That so, is true. So he's somewhat so, unofficially, officially count. Vic Grimes. Oh, God, Grimesy. Still going. Yeah, no, it was um, yeah, it was fascinating little, little thing. But um, yeah, ECW was still in two thousand March to be exact. As we look at ECW on TNN episode thirty and Hardcore TV episode three hundred and sixty, March seventeenth and March eighteenth of two thousand. So it's pretty good. Obviously, it's the fallout from the pay per view. In the past, fans of the show were always slightly critical about ECW potentially dropping the ball coming out of pay-per-views is they don't really 
jump on it. Like if you had a historic tournament, you know, with someone winning the TV title for the new champion for the first time in like two years, you want a massive moment celebrations with them. You wouldn't just have them, you know, sitting out of the back, getting buried in a promo. That'd be dumb. You'd want to make a big deal out of it. So let's just find out what happens. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, in yeah. about half an hour, we all will. Yeah, it's loads of things. Like, you know, say the impact players, you know, winning the tag team titles and on the undercurrent of the main tag team fight for you, this little batch of teams like Dorian and Roadkill and Nova and Chetty proving that they can hang with this big team, the big team saying, oh, we're going to give them a match. You build to build to thinking maybe one day they might get a match with them. You wouldn't just cut to it being in a show with no explanation show the last two minutes. It would make no sense. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyway, ECW on TNN, episode 30, March 17, 2000. The show starts as we cut to Impact Players versus Chetty and Nova. What? Unbelievable. Um, I do believe this is a pre-tape in their defence. This was prior to them winning the tag team titles. And also, in their defence, Chetty and Nova did lose the number one tag team contendership to uh, Doring and Roadkill. So, If Doring and Roadkill impact plays doesn't happen, I'll be alright with it, but I'll still be... <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's, <laughs> it's it's the wham bam, thank you, man, into the sidewinding sling slider, and then the thing, and then there, there's the. <laughs> no, but you know, I want to say it, but I don't read it. But no, it I know, but happen. it should happen. I, I just it, it it continues to to fascinate me that the entire thing was, you know, who you beating, kids? You know, you ain't anything. Who you beating? All right, we'll go away and we'll beat, you know. Dreamer and Raven will beat the, the the other tag teams to be deemed number one contender. You're going to run in. You're going to beat us all up. And the team that gets a feud out of this is the team that lost the number one contender match. We're then going to go off and fight another tag team because my girlfriend. Yeah, but she just oh, yeah, it's um, it's confusing. I think the best, if you just accept this is the card you're watching tonight, you're in a much better place, is it? <laughs> um, yeah, so this match happens. You don't get much of it. Basically, a cane shot to the back and the impact players win. It's not surprising. Fairly decent. Obviously, the only thing is it's a shame that it's after, or a pre-tape, should I say, because it would have been good to see impact players as the new tag team champion straight off the bat. Because apart from maybe like a bit of commentary and stuff, it would be mildly confusing. Yeah. Because you don't really know that, you know, it would have been good if you, the show kicked off with them coming out with a belt or something, you know? Yeah, but, there's no reason why it couldn't have done. I mean, you know, it doesn't change. You know, it's not like you have to explain this was pre-titles because Chetty and Nova get a pin or something. But the thing is, you could even have gone back to pre-pre when they had it first time round and showed a really old match and you'd be none the wiser. There, there must have been a random team they beat during that time on just a, a random taking or something. You could have gone back and shown that and acted like it was a new match and then come up with the titles and let the commentary sort of do the work and you wouldn't be 
any worse off. Uh, we then go to Joey and Joel doing their usual kind of intro and promos. We get a big, long intro thing highlighting a lot of what happened um, living dangerously. So we sort of get the pay-per-view rundown that we wanted. Um, coming out of that, we jump into the locker room. RVD sitting there with Super Crazy. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of weird because he's sort of... But it's everything you expect from RVD. He's being RVD, basically. Yes. He's very much just sort of like, hey, well done, I'm winning the belt, you know, but getting My to belt. say. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of very subtle, very RVD. It's not really a massive issue with it. I just, it's just like, you know, it's great RVD, but it's also, you think, sort of bad for crazy because you, you do straight away almost feel like crazy is just a transitional champion. Heaven forbid. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a bit of a convoluted promo because it's like you know uh had to get involved had to help out because you know can you imagine rhino being the champion i wouldn't want rhino holding my belt um although i look forward to beating rhino and i'm going to beat you too um but i know you're going to be a fighting champion uh because that's that's a good thing um uh but you know you're never going to be as good as me um but good luck kid Hmm. But again, it's just like that. It's just, um, it's just RVD, isn't it? So it's kind it of... is, but it's also that kind of you know, you you're building another feud here. So we've got the Rhino and RVD feud. We've got the Network and RVD feud, and then you're now building Super Crazy into that for reasons. Yeah. But is it? Yeah, I mean, the, the 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 strength of it. And the weakness of it is it's RVD being RVD. Um, and the strength of it is that that's amazing. And the bad news is that's at the cost of anyone who's also with RVD. Yeah, and they, they love sort of very much similar to what they do with Tajiri. They love the idea of super crazy, obviously not speaking. And what English. they did with uh, and what they did with Sabu for years. Yeah. So it's RVD cutting the promo and kind of you know, dismissing super crazy as he's done for with with um, Sabu for years. Yeah, like I said, it's just it's just RVD being RVD is not a problem. Though it's just it's just I think my hang up is just a shame that it's the first showing as crazy as the champion is this. This should always happen. I expected this, but it'd have been nice if crazy had sort of almost had his little you know minute, you know, or just yeah. something. Not just straight away done. He could have walked in on him while cutting a promo or anything. But yeah, anyway, is what it is. Um, we cut. We got the Sandman's nine-hour entrance. It's what everyone wants, you know. Again, if it's the real music, it, you know, it's still a cool entrance. I'll probably get into it a lot more every time than the generic network music, and that's just the truth of it, really, isn't it? Yeah. If, if it was in the Sandman, it'd be a lot easier. To watch it all. Uh, Sandman then gets in a match with Angel. Uh, Angel's kind of talking Sandman a bit on the mic during this match. Um, I think the main thing, and Sandman did this a lot, you know, during this run and the few sort of shows afterwards. He's very good at making a match just based around a guardrail. Yeah. This so it became his big sort of thing for a while. 
his weapon of choice. Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, very original. Um, uh, it, it was one that, you know, stood out at the point where tables had kind of left with the Dudleys and ladders, you know, were being used far more frequently elsewhere and chairs and, and that sort of thing were, were far more commonplace in WWE and WCW and their hardcore matches and all the rest of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, this, this, ridiculous use of a uh, guardrail um, was and is a very impressive image. Um, I I really enjoyed this match. I really enjoyed it. It was good. I was... Um, with it felt like... It felt like old school Sandman. It felt like Sandman versus Cactus Jack, Sandman versus Raven. Yeah. It felt like a throwback um in a lot of ways um yeah i mean it was it was it was a fight you know you, you don't you don't pay sandman to wrestle you pay him to fight and it was nice that um it wasn't in the match that sandman was left just kind of beaten again yeah he got a chance to do some bits um, i was surprised that sandman won yeah um purely based on obviously the new jack and the baldy sort of situation in the past months i think Sandman just to sort of come out and you know, yeah stand still up and sort of do well and win still two on one yeah but he manages to get ahead where new jack hasn't been able to hasn't been able to uh balls mahoney and new jack haven't been able to yeah it was it was strange that um he wins i was gonna say clean i don't know if that's really it's a thing in, in a ECW, i guess yeah in an ecw hardcore weapons match um, but yeah, it, I, but no, it was, it was a good match. It was, you know, they, they, they did very well of, it's the first time in a while that Sandman's felt like a threat. Yeah, it was, it was a solid Sandman performance. It felt like, like you said, it felt like the old Sandman where he would basically just come out, sort of get in a fight, win, sort of pose. People would love him. Exactly what he wanted from him. Like if you were at the yeah. show. It ticked pretty much all of your Sandman boxes, and you'd be well happy with it. So, yeah, um, yeah Sandman on the up. We cut out the back. Cyrus sitting down with Rhino. Um, Cyrus basically talking about how he could kill ECW off if he wanted to, but he prefers sort of keeping it alive so he can play with it. Yeah. Um... I mean, I, I, I appreciate you're trying to wrap a narrative around why, when it's not gone your way, you just haven't pulled the show like you threatened to do previously. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, fair enough. Um, I thought Rhino's promo was was pretty good, just kind of snarly and, you know, doesn't give a shit and can kill everyone. Um, it was it was good enough. It was fine, you know. Rhino remains a threat that's never beaten anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird because Rhino obviously does get to that stage sort of, but you feel like he's one of the few guys where he had a good enough finisher with the gore and the pile driver yep. that he could have just chewed through people in ECW. And they do give him a lot 
to do. So, you know, he's already got like some big old spots. He's, he's you know, got the, the stuff he's done with the Sandman. He's got the stuff he did with Candido. He's got the stuff he's, he does with uh, Laurie Fullington. Um, you know, he's laid down. He's laid out a lot of people. He's the one that broke RVD's leg. You know, I don't quite know why they're still a little bit gun shy with him at this point. Well, that's it. I mean, they're also very torn with him about being his own mouthpiece and or part of Twenty Seven Factions or Twenty Seven Factions to have someone speak for him. Because obviously, Cyrus is very much his mouthpiece at the moment. Carino previously, Impact players, Candido for a couple of weeks, yep. wasn't it? Everyone's very much continuously his um, mouthpiece, but. Um, Yeah, no, it's um, it's kind of crazy, but it's it's good. I mean, he's he's building. You know, he didn't he lost it, but he was screwed. So you can sort of see a rematch potentially coming at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 him in twenty two feuds. Yeah, because um, you know he's sort of in the Dusty feud and the RVD feud and the Sandman feud and. Just the hired gun. He is he is almost a bulldozer for hire, if you will. Yeah, no, it's um, it's um, interesting. Um, uh, just saying that. I mean, he would have been. We we've talked previously about you know the 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 weirdness of of the triple threat not having more of a presence beyond. He would have been perfect for the triple threat. He would have. He could have, like, if, if Candido sort of... Created um, his new triple threat. Yeah, which what we sort of said about, or a, a variation. Could be the different name, but the same premise. You know, three of them, whatever. Him, the leader. Uh, have Rhino as whatever. And then sort of plucked out someone. Um, could have been anyone. Maybe it could have been like Easy Money, Kid Cash. Could have been a Nova. They could but, have I mean, been someone. You've, and you've almost got that with... Carino, Tajiri, and Rhino, but you don't, they don't quite go far enough with it. Because, because again, you know, it's, it's this whole kind of he, he belongs to everyone kind of thing. That's it. And they're very much a stable, but not a stable. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Friends with they're mutual big, interests. Yeah. It's this weird, like, they don't ever really, you know, they'll come out together sometimes, but it doesn't ever really feel like, they're, they're a stable. It's, it's yeah. quite weird, isn't it? Um, yeah, so that all happens. And then Rhino sort of just lists off loads of people. Says that, you know, nobody messes with Rhino and all that kind of thing. Um, Carino is in the ring. It's my sort of favourite part of the week, spoiler. He's in the ring. He's told he's got a match. He sees the name on a piece of paper and basically goes on to sort of say, why does he have heat with the office? He says yes to everything. He doesn't want to face this guy. You know, he's a convicted, like, you know, got you know, friendly, and all this stuff he's listing off loads of stuff, sort of dramatizing it a bit, but sort of listing off loads of stuff. And then um, sort of announces that his opponent's New Jack to a great reaction. I actually, um, I think on YouTube, you can find like the real version of this about the network music. Of just this match, and um, 
Yeah, New Jack. It's, 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 again, it's another one. The proper music it does sort of add raise to it. it. Yeah, it does. It, it does raise up a couple of notches, which is strange, but yeah, it does. But um, yeah, I enjoyed this. Obviously, the result shocked me, but I, I enjoyed um, th- this whole thing. It's, it's a transition of Crino being the chicken shit, but still like fighting and get involved in the the, the big matches. He's not running away from them. But it's it. It, it's magical in the way that it puts over New Jack. Yeah. So, you know, his his chicken shit kind of, why would I have to face this guy? He's so, you know, he's 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 far more of a, a threat than we've seen him. Um, you know, we, we're, we're see him, you know, go toe to toe and usually lose to the baldies. So the fact that, you know, Carino's kind of sitting there going, oh, fuck, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm going to get beaten up. I'm going to, I'm going to die. This guy's going to kill me. Um, you know, it's nice to kind of put New Jack over and, you know, actually this guy's a threat and actually this guy's someone who um, we all should be scared of. Yeah, it has uh, a bit of legitimacy to him, doesn't it? Yeah. Until so so he starts talking about Jerome. <laughs> Jerome's a nice guy. New Jack. Ah. Uh, Trump's so, yeah, brutal. Trump will stab boys. you in the eye for no reason. <laughs> all the boys get involved. Tajiri, Victory, Rhino, all sort of help out. Carino does pick up the victory technically and beats New Jack. Um, I think this is fun while it lasted. I, I'm happy that Carino got the win. I thought it was great. And obviously, obviously, all the work he's done with Dusty, it's good to see the sort of paying him back, let's say, by giving him a few sort of wins and helping him sort of jump up the... Um, Sort of card a bit. Yes. So I'm good with all of that. We then hear um, sad news, really. We hear that Spike Dudley's out for nine months. Yeah. Um, I don't crazy, think they isn't it? Showed it here. I think they showed the next one. Basically, a sideways score yes. through the table. And uh, yeah, so again, we talk about unfortunate timings of ECW during this time. But you take away the fact they've lost, you know, all these big names from the past year and all that. You've now got Spike and RVD both out for the foreseeable with um, bad leg injuries. I mean, that's another two big losses there. It is. And, you know, again, it's it's clever. You're putting the heat on Rhino. Rhino's the one who's, who's destroyed Spike Dudley. Rhino's the one who's destroyed um, RVD, blah, blah, blah. Um but yeah, I mean the, the the roster doesn't feel drastically deep. Um, hence so it's just... us having Kid Cash versus Mike Awesome for the heavyweight championship. Um, yeah, I mean, Spike's just a solid go-to guy. I think that's the issue with it. You could have, I mean, obviously, you know, we, they get to it. But you could have done like a Spike Rhino feud from the kind of get. Give everyone was that annoying. Like it was basically Mike Olsen, that annoying guy that just gets beaten and beaten and beaten, but just doesn't walk away. Yes. But, um, yeah, unfortunately... Again, like they did with well. Bam Bam. Yeah, exactly. Like they did with Bam Bam, you know, Spike lost that, but he still gained so much of sort of Spikeness just through that um, one spot. We got a Raven promo as our Raven fan. What do you think about this promo? It was fine. Um, 
it was really dragged out, isn't it? yeah a bit meandering didn't really have much to say and as much as i love raven i hate what they're doing to francine yeah i mean she's just getting absolutely uh, she's she's got more to do with raven than she did have with tommy dreamer yeah but you know this whole kind of you know she she has to wear you know the jean shorts and the t-shirt and the jacket and you know uses catchphrases and all the rest of it it's just so you know it just feels so reductive of this this incredible brilliant talent that we know is there this is the thing it's just like you you've got this chance to really kind of either throw off some old school fuse to like heat up that or use these guys to heat up other people other people i mean and again you know you can you can split them and bring them back and split them back yeah i know people are probably sitting there listening saying that's what they're doing with impact players but the feud's dead in the water that's not the feud impact players are caught up in another feud it's it's some weird you know sort of um tanaka dreamer awesome raven thing going on that just doesn't shouldn't be a thing yeah. And like I said, we know that Awesome's not far off disappearing. Raven can't be far off disappearing. No, probably not. Let's have a quick butchers. Raven's um WWE came out of the um the Lawler Taz match, didn't they? So that can't be miles away. Uh Unforgiven two thousand when was I forgiven to that's a nice question but, um, it, was, it was 2000 <laughs> give or take oh. oh there we go I'm forgiven 2000 the year 2000 I know September so there's still a bit of time six months yeah, and I that's if thought... he walks straight off of TV and in. That's true. But I just feel like he's gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just feels so like... I mean, I know obviously it's all very blurry, this sort of stage, but you kind of sit there and think, was there like... Did, did he get another proper match with Dreamer? No, it's quite hard, isn't it? Like, does he get a, a Sandman feud again? Did he... I know that he, when Just Incredible wins a title, he has a match with him on TNN. But you can't see the interview. I don't really know what he's doing. I mean, his, his feud with Dreamer is just so dragged out from a feud that was so hot. And they wrestled every week, but still had great matches. And somehow you could get into it, even though you saw him fighting every week. And they had the same winner every week. It just worked. This one just seems very just like. Ugh, you know, yeah, and it's, it's and part of that is, it just doesn't feel like Dreamers moving on no. in any real kind of context. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is. It's that kind of like, well, what, what next? What are you, what are you building to here? What are you trying to do here? What's, what's the goal here? Because all of this feels fairly static. Um, 
and that's that's not really what we're looking for for it. We want we want a little bit more. Do you, you think you feel like Raven can just you know dig himself into it a bit? And at the moment, I just don't feel like it's that. I mean, Raven, Rhino, Raven, Carino, you know, any of those things could have sort of you know, yeah. worked. But it just feels very much just like right, we're stuck in this static thing that's not really moving forward. If anything, you're kind of dragging this feud back from what it was previously. I mean, Raven, Nova, and Chetty do a thing yeah. about you know you're you're my new meanie and Stevie. No, we're bloody not. Off we go. Thing, I don't know. I just like I, I just think it's no. It's probably just me, but I just feel like at the moment he's such a massive talent. Like, he could have been like world champion again. Or, he or, here yeah. Like, yeah, or just making people. Um, I mean, it, it, it kind of feels like this is proper end of run stuff with him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't. He goes on to do like the Fed and hold the hardcore title for like 29 times and have a fairly decent WrestleMania match with like Kane and Big Show and he's sort of got no right to. He goes on to, you know, fulfill his destiny in TNA and win the NWA title and do some amazing stuff there, getting like scalped and all this stuff. But the you, Clockwood House of Fun Matches. That's the thing, but you're kind of almost looking at this, thinking this comes after that. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? It's a weird kind of like reverse thing where you kind of think, oh, he's just, he's beaten up, he's done. And you just kind of think, no, he's still got light. And it might be that he was taking this stuff. time to heal up, but it, it's just kind of, you know, what are you getting out of him from being there? Yeah, but if, no, if you're taking time to heal up, get him out there cutting proper promos. Like, so yeah. Get him to make a new nest. You know, yeah, this, get, him, this... get him to manage whilst, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Kid Cash and someone is wrestling, yeah. Any of them, get him out there walking to him, just being in the corner for like whatever. But it's all just like, it's just very um, confusing. Uh, that leads to a heavyweight title match once in a lifetime. Mike Awesome defended his title against Masato Tanaka. Interesting Ooh, fact. I've heard, I've heard good things about these two. Interesting fact. Apparently, Masato Tanaka has the most victories over Mike Awesome than anyone. Why, why do you think that is, Jay? Um, I, I, it could be because he's, he's had the most matches against him. He's the anyone. only fucking person he faces. So, by law it's, of average, <laughs> for a pay-per-view, are you throwing kid cash? So this is, this is, to a degree, spun out of the end of the tag match at the pay-per-view, um, which still confuses me two weeks after the, the show, available in our archives. Yeah. At the four-minute mark... In this triple threat tag match, uh, the team of Raven and Awesome, the champions going into the match of Raven and Awesome, uh, are eliminated after uh, Awesome gets hit with a roaring elbow from Masato Tanaka and pinned clean. Um, I still do not understand why Awesome's the one taking the pin. Yeah, and agreed. maybe it's to, to, to set this match up because we need to believe that Tanaka is a credible threat. 
if we didn't believe that from the fact that he's beaten them God knows how many times, including for the championship just three months ago. Well, it was December, wasn't it? So it was three months ago. Oh, it was the um, New Year's one, wasn't it? I remember. It was. But but this is it's just kind of like you know this this kind of trading wins that they do. I don't. It, it doesn't get either of them. It, it's parity booking at its worst. And you know, neither of them kind of gets better from it. They're both just kind of in the mix. And it's, it's kind of rough because it's proper like spoiled brat stuff. Because if if you've never like obviously seen these two have a match. You know, it is an absolute treat. Their chemistry is amazing. Chair shots are a bit cringe, but, you know, times have changed. But their matches are phenomenal. Hunt it down. Hunt down any of the ones they've had in ECW. Hunt down the one-night stand. You will not be disappointed with these two having a match. So I agree. But, and I, I, but, I take your point. But, but... <laughs> every week is a stretch. And... Uh, you know, it is a match that you should definitely, definitely see. Exactly. However, if I'm going to recommend you go and watch this match, then it isn't um, from, uh, you know, ECW on TNN on the 18th of March 2000. You know, there is nothing in this match that stands out in their plethora of matches. There are some that do, but this one doesn't you know apart from the end and we'll get there there is nothing noteworthy about this compared to their other seven billion that's the thing you you can say sort of obviously revenge from the pay-per-view and all that like you can sort of like you said you can you can really work it out a little bit to think okay maybe but i would see awesome versus dreamer yeah if they're going to do a fallout do that at least it's a semi-fresh match well you know the other side do Tanaka versus Raven they wouldn't have but do you know what I mean you've got combinations that are, that are fresh enough I think um, yeah absolutely the match ends in a no contest after Raven and that gets involved and... so remind me why is this one a no contest but Sandman versus Angel wasn't and New Jack versus Carino wasn't. <laughs> I'm not sure the exact reasonings, or potentially any of the reasonings. So, uh, and again, I you know as you said, spoiled brat kind of stuff. Um, set your rules for your universe, and I will go along with it. And I don't mean universes in you know the WWE, but you know the the world you have created. Yeah. Set your rules, and I'll go with it. You tell me he can fly, I will believe he can fly. You tell me she can see through walls, I will believe she can see through walls. But, you know, if if she can see through walls, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but not Tuesday and Thursday, you kind of have to tell me where's the variance in here. So why does this one get DQ'd when... The other twelve haven't, it's, and, yeah. and you know th- because they've done this previously. Why? Because this is the referee, Bill Alfonso, who is, you know, who does not put up with this hardcore shit. He calls it right down the middle. 
He is a referee of the highest regard because he is independent and he does not put up with the crap that ECW does. You know, you've done it before in regards to why this is different. Judge Jeff Jones was the same. You know, you, you, you can do that if you wish, but tell me the story. Make me, make me understand why this one's a DQ and the other one isn't, other than because we didn't know how to end this one otherwise. And also, didn't know how to end this one otherwise, what are you protecting Masato Tanaka from? How is this one going to hurt him when the other 74 losses haven't? Well, that's it. Are you protecting either of them from, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's, um, it's weird. That's the end of the show. Um, Did you pick up the, the, the weird tease? Um, what's that? So they've got, uh, you know, obviously they've got um, uh, Raven runs out, helps awesome, you know, helps destroy him and, and uh, they help destroy Dreamer who comes out to make the save and various others. And there's this kind of like, what's going on between these two? Who's pulling the strings of this unholy alliance? Yeah. You can see that. I mean, what, my, my Mikey comes back, but where's he sort of disappeared to at the moment? Yeah. Trying to get the pay-per-view match and he's gone. Um, could be injured, I guess. That is the end of TNN. It takes to Hardcore TV, episode 360, March 18th, 2000. Um, we dive straight in with Spike getting injured by Gore. So it's sort of nice to get an update with that. We then get Rhino beating up Jazz. Um, we then get Sandman coming out confronting Rhino. I, I didn't understand, apart from Rhino being in these clips, I didn't understand what we were watching. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair question. Uh, I, mean, I, I thought I sort of almost rerounded it, thinking, "Oh, maybe I've missed um, a bit explaining the connection to what we're seeing here." But it's just a bunch of variable like clips of Rhino, but in no sort of really continuity or anything. It's just sort of a bit like, "Okay, here's two seconds of Rhino coming out and beating Jazz, and then Sandman coming out and Rhino attacking him, and..." Oh, Spike's injured. Rhino's got him sideways, and it's a bit like I don't understand. We're just showing Rhino. Are we, is that what it is? We're just showing Rhino clips. I don't know. Maybe I was looking for too yeah, much. Yeah, I, I think it was. It was just you know, Rhino's a bit of a beast, really, isn't he? Mm. And and but, it's it's not against beating up women, which kind of then leads to the Sandman stuff. Mm. Uh, we then get all the Carino beating New Jack stuff from TNN, all the highlights of that. We get the Dangerous Alliance pay-per-view uh, promo from the pay-per-view with Electra basically running down Dorian. We then get Witty Dorian with his comeback. Um, just basically just chatting complete shit. She's old, apparently. Yeah, so this person who's he's basically been with and fine with for weeks basically fucked him off and now he's annoyed and she's old, so... Yeah, Dorian. Then we get sinister ministers in the corner laughing, and um, eating tuna food. fish because because yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so they did that. We get highlights of the Impact players defeating um, is it Jado and Gado from a few weeks it was. ago? Yeah, great match. Go and check it out in our archives. <clears throat> Quick promo from the Impact players, basically saying they're never going to lose the belts. 
I mean, technically that's true. Yeah, that is actually really true. They called it. Um, Super Crazy versus Guido. I'm, I'm glad these two have finally got together. Yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, I haven't seen this match since. Ooh, so, uh, everything, everything I've just said about Tanaka versus Awesome, please replace those names with Guido and Super Crazy and here you go. Great matches, great chemistry. They've done this, you know, a billion times. We've seen it a billion times. It's something you should really check out. Will you check out ECW Hardcore TV episode 300 and something from March the 18th, 2000, rather than one of their pay-per-view ones? No, you will not. I mean, the pay-per-view literally just happened. Yes. I mean, yes. The thing is, was, was this even for the TV title? Um, I can't remember. I don't think yeah, I don't so. Know if it was, again, I don't know if it was from the loop prior and they've just sort of slide it in. But yeah, that would have been, again, it would be nice if you had the belt with the champion and all that. Um, so we get that. And then for main event, as if you didn't catch it the night before, Mike Olsen versus Masato Tanaka, the whole of the match, obviously, everyone getting involved at the end, no contest. That was a rather quick show to go through. Uh, well, it was because we've just watched it all. And again, you know, are these shows complementary of each other are they competing with each other am i meant to be watching both of these shows do i miss anything by not watching both of these shows the the how they use these shows varies from week to week and it would be incredibly bizarre to be watching these live in the sense of uh it's it's just you know it's just the hardcore tv show it's fine i won't miss anything oh shit i've missed something huge and then the next week is like, well, I'll have to make sure I watch both. The- oh, no, it's the same matches um, in their entirety. Not not like, you know, and we'll update you on it. Here's the highlights of what you missed. Um, it's, it's in its entirety. Um, so, yeah, it's just very strange. Do you know what is strange? Tell me what's looking, strange. I was looking to the future. I wanted to... Three, four, and in four weeks, um, the mood might be about to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Um, title match that comes up very shortly. I mean, that's only four weeks away. That is mental. Uh, which you know means we're not many more weeks maybe six from the impact players never losing the tag team championships. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the problem. I mean, like we said about how unfortunate everything is happening so fast with ECW. I mean, it never rains. It pours with them. I mean, absolutely gets ripped apart. I mean, you've got, you kind of got one hot team. The beginning is sort of similar to what Dudley's had near the end. You know, Dudley's were sort of there and they were just losing sort of makeshifts of the same people in different combinations. But you, you really think they had one hot team. Yeah. It wasn't like when it was like Dudley's, Gangsters and Eliminators all sort of, you know, flipping belts between them and going to toe-to-toe. Duck that was and Gordy. Duck and Gordy. Do you know I mean? You had three great teams that you could constantly put out a match with if you needed to. But here, you, you, again, you've kind of just got one team. You've got these, a lot of sort of 
sort of lower run tag teams sort of floating around but aren't really doing enough to jump ahead. Yes. Because the majority of the time they're only beating each other. Yeah, it, it yeah. Needs to, I know it, you know it sounds but you need if you're gonna take a gamble on a door and a roadkill, I know they did it with the Raven Dreamer, but they need to beat like Raven Awesome or hold their own or beat the ball. Do you know what I mean beat the ball? They need to do something. They need to separate and start beating more than just Chetty and Nova every week. And or just, you know, Dangerous Alliance again. Because I'm surprised they haven't gone a, spun off into feud with a Dangerous Alliance. Yeah. It was obvious, but it, I can't see that's the thing. Um, you can get involved simply at underscore Sports Arena Instagram and Twitter. That's where we're there talking extreme as well as keeping our eye on all things mania and other things that might be honourable or elite. So we just sort of dabble in and if anything catches their eye that we think's good or bad, sometimes we talk about it, you know, if we have to get it off our chest, which you notice we like to do quite a lot. <laughs> um, so we're there. Also, keep tagging us. If there's a historic date that resembles ECW, hit us in one of those posts. We love it. So obviously, and we can't keep up date with all of them. So when you guys like tag it, it does draw some great memories. We'd love getting involved in the conversation and the comments. Always do that. And we will repost for you. Also, if you collect figures, T-shirts, or making customs and stuff like that, hit us in the tags. We love to see that all, you know. We've got collections of ECW figures and belts and everything ourselves as well. It's always cool to see people's collections. And, um, yeah, I think that's it from me. We'll be back next week to continue this wonderful journey. We will be, and cannot wait to see it. Um, but until then, um, and just like Mr. RV, I can get away with it. He's still on TV. Yeah. I can still get away with it. Uh, just like RVD, this is, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>